You're listening to Knickknack Radio, your home for the Knickknack podcast and classic Let's Talk Train shows. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are continuing with FS Ride Along. This will be episode 6, and here we're going from Las Vegas McCarran Airport in the 737-700 to Chico Municipal Airport. Not a flight that's flown very often in this type of equipment in real life, but a flight that could be done. The route Shade 5, OAL Transition, BTY, Hidden, and then of course CIC. Flight level will be 330, and approximate traveling time will be 1 hour, 45 minutes. So, without any further ado, we've got the FMC programmed, we got the APU running, and we'll just get things started here. So, first things first, parking brake off, push back, and now I'm going to tend to starting the engines. Both bleed air switches are on for the isolation valve, so we should get a good start. No smoking signs on, fasten seatbelt sign on, and left engine start. And we're getting good readings, so the fuel switch is going on. And watching the N1. And N1 is spooling up, beginning to stabilize. Still waiting on stabilization. And still pushing back here, keeping an eye. There we go, there's the end of the pushback. Shift P and parking brake on. Engine number one is running, which just leaves us to start. Oops. Engine number two. And engine number two is making good noises. And engine number two is firing up, as you can hear. And I may actually record this entire flight. See if I can come up with interesting thing to say or edit down or something. Just to see what happens. Because that should be fun. Alright, both engines are now running. So, flight director on, auto throttle. Hmm. Oh, I haven't set that. That's why. Alright, calculate gross weight. Reserves are going to be 6. Cost index today will be 95. And cruising altitude altitude will be 330. Alright. And with that, uh, we're going to have a uh, flaps 15 takeoff today. V1 will be 129, V2 129, and 
or VR 129 and V2 is 136. Those numbers never seem to change in this plane for some reason. Don't quite get that, but that's okay. And looks like we'll have uh, plenty of fuel when we get there. 31 tons of fuel. 31.5 tons of fuel. So we've got more than enough fuel to do this little leg. And then, of course, on to Vancouver, which will be FS Ride Along Episode 7, conveniently enough. So with that done, let's uh, turn on the lights here. Position, strobe, anti-collision, landing lights on, runway, taxiway, APU off, and Gen 1 and Gen 2 active. And with that, it is time to taxi. Auto throttle armed also. And initial speed will be 139. And LNAV, LNAV pre-selected, VNAV not pre-selected. Initial altitude will make it 8,000. VNAV still not wanting to do it. So we're just going to taxi to the runway now because that's the thing to do. Taxiing two five right and setting flaps, hoping that stops it from whining when I apply even the slightest amount of throttle. Yeah, there we are. That's much better. This t plane feels so teeny tiny after the 747 it isn't funny it really is not funny but it's a great little plane I love it and we're just working on taxiing out to the runway Being real casual here since it's so late at night. Not really setting a squawk code. It'll force a squawk code to 222.0 when I get up on the air, and that's fine. Continuing down here towards the runway.
You know, as much as I love this plane, I am ready for the FSX version that is due to come out soon from PMDG. Because the panels and such are really starting to show their age. I mean, it's a great plane. I love it. But it is time. Definitely time. My hope is that PMDGG will go over to X-Plane or if Cascade Foundry actually comes out with something, heaven forbid, um, whatever platform they use, I just hope we get something kind of clear and defined, you know, a, a reliable platform for the slight flight simulation community soon because, you know, if you don't have that, then it's very easy to fall apart. Train simulation community did it for a long time, and you have to really admire them for that, but uh, it's hard without a Microsoft simulator coming out every couple years to kind of guide you. And you know, it's not like every Microsoft simulator ever ever released was great, but it certainly, you know, guided the community, kind of gave us direction, so to speak. And that's important uh, in a hobby like this. Alright, I'm going all the way down to the absolute end of the runway. Just because I can. Making the trip a little further. It's not like it's a long one. Especially after now, not after 10 and a half, 11 hours of the last leg. Not long at all. Alright, turning for the taxiway now. And. Alright, announcing takeoff. And setting initial takeoff power. Stabilized. Turn the corner. And here we go. Eighty knots. V one, rotate. And we are airborne. Gear up. And... Autopilot to 
command. And setting speed to 189. We're in level change now. LNAV is engaged, flight level change is engaged for the climb, and we're starting to bring the flaps out. Making a left turn here on the SID. And there's VNAV. Had to hit it like six times, but it's going now. So LNAV, VNAV to engage, climbing through 5,800, or excuse me, 5,600 for 8,000. And checking the legs page of the FMC, I'm actually going up to 9,000. <laughs> so that is now set in the MCDU. And look, taking a look at the progress page we have 696 miles to go and should be a fairly short trip so like I said I'm just going to broadcast the entire thing what the heck hour and a half should be interesting fun to edit anyway and I'm kind of flying uh, to meet this guy uh, from France, whose name I cannot pronounce. I wish I could. Gilliam? Gilliam? Something like that. Cool guy. Uh, I ran across him a couple times flying online doing the long hauls this week. So... Be about three hours old told both these legs uh, an hour and a half this first leg so shouldn't be bad let's see who gets there first it's kind of a race and if he's in a heavy then he's probably gonna win 
but I'm going to do the best I can. Um, level 9,000 now. And speed holding. Uh, oops. Speed going up as we finish cleaning up the plane. Flaps up. So now we get some speed and we check the legs page for kind of our altitude restriction. 250 knots is the limit. Uh, we get to go up to 11,000 here in 15 miles or so. So. Waiting on that. And in the meantime, 250 knots. And turning for the next waypoint here. Enjoying the scenery of the beautiful Nevada desert. From 9,000 feet. Man, keeping an eye on the total distance. 684 miles to go. Estimated time of arrival 1952 Zulu um, without a clock view. I couldn't tell you really when that is. But I'm guessing it's about an hour and a half. Something like that. So. Holding steady 250 knots 9,000 feet. And just waiting for the SID to let us go higher. Really. A little off course. Oops. Wrong button. But not so bad. Uh, checking the progress page. Uh, point zero 0.05 nautical miles. Off course. So that's not bad. Win two four two one four at eight at the moment, acting as a six cross six knot crosswind and then a five knot headwind, which doesn't help. Doesn't hurt a lot, but it also doesn't quite help. All right, checking the legs page again, and we're up to 11,000 in four and a half miles so going up now And that 11,000 feet in a mile and a half will be the last altitude restriction. And 
seeing as we just passed it. We're going up. Flight level 330. And back to VNAV. Very entertaining, I am. Got to fly free, but yeah, don 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 don
Alright, 402 miles to go now. I had to do some route fixing. But we got it, I think. Alright, change my flight plan because I just realized it doesn't make sense for some reason or another. So, <sighs> I added the Sacramento VOR and the Chico VOR for Arrival. And, you know, for Arrival into Chico, I would expect 1-3 left but we might luck out and have winds favorable to 3-1 right. That would be preferable. Um, but I'm going to check the weather right now. As we only have 389 miles to go. Still climbing through 26,000 feet. Good trip so far. Very nice, very quiet. And that's the idea now, isn't it? Alright, that aware is quite confused. But it thinks we have 49 minutes to go. And that sounds about right. Hopefully it'll get it figured out. It still has the flight pan as Shades 5 OAL BTY hidden, which is not right. So I fixed it. It's just needs to update it. Nice short flight, really. And it feels good to be doing short flights after all the long hauls. And it feels good to be some flying the 737. 
after the 747, it's just such a huge difference. And really, a lot of pressure off of me. Um, just because the scale of the airplane, quite honestly. Um, you wouldn't think it would get in your head that much, but it does. Or at least it does mine, I don't know about other people. I can't really speak for other people, I suppose. But uh, now I get a chance to do some sightseeing and looking at the back spine of the Sierras now. Um, heading up to Coaldale. That'll be the end of the Shades 5 departure. Then I'm crossing the mountains, Sacramento VOR, and then I'll be straight up the valley from there. And like I said, I'm hoping for 3-1 right, but we'll see what the weather's like as I get closer. It's probably still a little bit early to be checking the weather, so I'll let it sit for a bit. Um, just enjoying the flight, really. Like I said, uh, doing short hops again is good for me. It's amazing to me, really, now. I have payware versions of all the Boeing planes that are currently in production, and actually some that aren't in production anymore. I have the 737, 600, and 700. Um, don't have the 800 or 900 yet. That's on my to-buy list. Uh, got the 747, 400. I uh, don't have the 8 but I think that's only for FSX, so that's fine. And I've got the 757, 200, and 300. And I flew that, as you heard, uh, from Melbourne to Brisbane earlier in the week for episode 2, I believe. And then I have the 767 from level D. Uh, the only problem I have with that plane is the FMC database is incomplete, and I really don't want to have to buy uh, updated database databases. I will eventually, but I'm trying to avoid it. And we've got, of course, the 777, which I have yet to fly, actually, but that's from PSS, so all the Boeings and you can tell really that I'm a Boeing guy the thing that kind of bothers me is looking at the simulated market 
out there. There really isn't good payware aircraft out there for Airbus yet. Um, air simmers having a lot of problems and uh, there's a competing company which kind of has a start out version out but it doesn't seem like uh, there's no PMDG equivalent to the Airbus airplanes which is really unfortunate because while I am a Boeing guy I would like to give Airbus a try and no that wasn't supposed to rhyme but it worked out real well and of course there's something magic about the 737 for me because the first jet I flew in was the 737 either 3 or 500 not really sure but it was for Southwest it was probably a 500 I guess um, from Sacramento Metro Field to Ontario in Southern California. So, 737 has a special place in my heart. And second jet I ever flew on, I believe, was the MD-80. Didn't like that plane as much, even though it's quite similar to the 737 in many ways. Just enjoying a nice cruise over the desert. Ground speed is 456. Not bad. Level now. Flight level 330. And it's a little bumpy, but I shall be a nice captain and take off the fasten seatbelt sign. I'll have it ready of, to go again, of course, because I only have 322 miles to go. Anyway. And Dopine is the next waypoint here. Then it'll be Coldale. After that, well, we cross the Sierras and head straight for Sacramento. And then up the Sacramento Valley from there into Chico. Pretty straightforward flight plan at this point. And there we go. Vataware now knows what it's doing. Um, kind of a crooked, strange looking flight plan, to be honest, but it works. Um, I probably could have used Reno or something as a VOR, but I think this gets the job done. I'd prefer to have a real flight plan to base it off of, but since Chico doesn't get any commercial aircraft from Las Vegas, 
uh, I can't do that. So, it's unfortunate. I wish we did. 737 has, certainly has enough runway space to land. Um, our runway here is actually longer than the runway in Santa Ana. Interesting factoid. But do they land the jets here? No, no, they don't. I wish they did. Be make life much easier rather than having to drive the hour and a half down to Sacramento. Which is really as an airport in the middle of nowhere anyway. Less so now than it was, say, 10, 15 years ago, but still. Out in the middle of La La Land, out there in the fields by the river. Beautiful, though. And a fun airport to approach, I gotta say. Now, just 43 miles from Coldale. I wish I actually had this plane so I could go to Vegas this quickly. This is nice. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it would take some learning, but I'm pretty sure I could probably um, act as a somewhat effective co-pilot on a 737. I just wish they had the range to go across the Atlantic and to get to Hawaii. Um, I think if they did that, they would really be the ultimate jet. And, you know, I'm really starting to worry about Boeing with their 787 program. Because uh, Northwest, I guess, ordered several, but now they're merged with Delta. And Delta doesn't really want the 787s. They're fine on uh, transatlantic planes. So I don't know. Um, I hope Boeing figures something out and something soon because I, I do like Boeing airplanes very much. As you can tell by my collection of payware aircraft. Um, you know, never really had much interest in the earlier planes, the 707 or the 727. At least not enough interest to buy payware. Freeware, sure. Just to kind of see what it's like. Um, but really, if it doesn't have an FMC at this point, uh, I don't want to mess with it. The biggest 
nicest part of flying for me is an FMC or a Garmin 430, Garmin 500 full simulation in co cockpit. That's really what makes it tick for me at this point in my flight sim career is having that navigation simulation and the, the system simulation really to tell you the truth because half of flying is about managing the system anyway it's not you know it's about making sure all the different parts that need to go smoothly actually go smoothly more of a management type of thing that makes it fun for me 15 miles now to Coldale then we'll make our left over the Sierras and into the great state of California great bankrupt state of California but nonetheless that aware thinks we got 35 minutes to go 28 minutes in the air so far so it's thinking an hour and five minutes I was thinking longer than that interesting we'll see how long it actually takes coming up on Coaldale now eight miles to go and 163 miles to top of descent so that part is definitely coming up quite quickly be descending over the Sierras it seems uh, over the foothills based on the mileage because we've got 184 to the Sacramento VOR so that's not bad that's gonna be a safe point to descend Left turn now for the mountains. I like flying to try flying like this over in Europe. That would be fun, I think. And really, I think I should give the 757 a chance and update the database and start working with the level D 767 some more both of those airplanes are good medium range they can fly across the Atlantic if that's what I want to do but they can also do a sh series of longer hop uh, connecting points which could be kind of fun because sometimes you know you want to go say two and a half three hours maybe even up to four hours between stops and 737 can actually do up to four hours between stops I find my most efficient flying time is maybe in the two and a half to three hour range one leg at a time I can do six legs or something of that size but you know, generally, the 10-hour ones, um, although I've been liking them lately, you know, they're, they're hard to take, or they can be hard to take. But there's a lot of pride involved in landing that 747, so that's kind of what draws me to it. 
to tell you the truth, it's just landing that monster of a plane. Very satisfying feeling. The interesting thing is, uh, once you actually get the plane on the ground, the 747 is not that hard to stop. The 737 is tricky because getting it on the ground is easy. Getting it to stop is not so easy. That becomes the greater concern with landing this plane. So you actually, I find, I can deal with shorter runways in the 747 than I can in the 737, which is interesting. Just my experience, though. Other people may find it different. Um, Chicago's Midway definitely don't like how short those runways are. I don't feel that is safe for a 737. Not safe at all. And in a bit here, I'll actually get my NorCal approach plates out here. Take a look at the air diagram for Chico check the weather that sort of thing um, but at the moment I'm kind of looking for the pretty side of the mountains and enjoying the view while I still can before I have to start working again still in the desert area at the moment um, I see top of descent on the map already. 155 to Sacramento. So, since Top Descent is on the map, I will go get the approach plates. Alright, we're back, and we've got the current approach plates, effective from 0901 Zulu on the 8th of April 2010 to the 3rd of June 2010, so not effective for very long, kind of annoying the way they do that. Scam to get money, I swear. And of course, you can get them for free online too, but it's helpful in areas that you fly a lot to actually have the paper version in front of you to look at. Now, Chico doesn't have any stars. Um, but we do have a few approaches. Um, GPS-wise, so that's kind of what I'm keeping an eye out for. As I'm looking through here. And still waiting on top of descent, so we're fine there. I can look.
Chico Muni. Only one departure, the Gogs one. And as far as approaches go, we have ILS or localizer, one three left, RNAV one three left, RNAV three one right, VOR, DME, one three left, and three one right. So Based on that, I'm going to get the airport diagram down. And of course, check the weather here in a minute. Alright. Like I said, I'm hoping for three one right. Runway is six thousand seven hundred and twenty four feet long. Not the longest runway in the world, but enough for a seven three seven. And I'm guessing that um uh, we'll probably be exiting the runway taxiway echo ideally or taxiway foxtrot hopefully we don't have to go all the way down to golf um assuming we're landing on three one right um i'm gonna check the weather now and figure out where exactly we are landing at chico And the wind is zero four zero at four, so just one knot above being light. Um, let's see to land. On one three left, winds would have to be in the 130 degrees zone, uh, which they're really not. Um, three run right. It's 310 degrees. And although um, the wind is indeed off of that, almost a straight crosswind, actually, um, no matter how you look at it, it's almost a straight crosswind, but not very big crosswind. I think what I'm going to do is I am going to go for... Three one right. So I'm gonna start setting that up in the FMC now. 
and looking out the window, we are over the prettier part of the Sierras, which is unfortunate because I have to go to work now. Doesn't that figure? Oh, yes, it does. 82 miles total top of descent, and going into departure arrival. No stars. And three one right is the runway we're looking for. And it doesn't look like they have nope, they don't have GPS in this database. It's just straight three one right. So visual approach all the way apparently. Um, unless I manually loaded the ILS or something. Uh, based on the weather, though. Uh, wind blowing from the northeast. Temperature 48 degrees. 2, 9 or, nine or 7. Clear sky. 10 miles visibility. Um, I'm not going to worry about the ILS. Uh, I'm just going to use the instrument to kind of guide me in the direction of the runway. And then take it from there. Manual landing. Of course, this will be kind of tricky because I don't have any intermittent waypoints for the FMC to say well you should be here at this point um, which is a challenge um, although it's kinda doing it um, it's saying I should be 284 knots flight level 253 by Sacramento and 240 knots 272 feet by the Chico VOR, which of course is 0.2 miles away from the runway itself. So it tried. It just really doesn't have the proper information to go on for this sort of thing. Do, 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 do
Top of Descent coming up soon now. It's 47 miles. High over the Sierras now. Can't quite see the valley yet, partly because of my pitch angle here. But looking out the right window, I can clearly see Tahoe. Or Lake Tahoe, I should say. Top of Descent coming up very soon now. Now, really, um, passing Lake Tahoe. Can barely see it out my window now on the right hand side. Bouncing up and down a bit. Um, probably mountain wave induced turbulence, I'm sure. Bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. Right. Maybe not. Steady point seven eight Mach. Ground speed four fifty eight. Mm, pretty stable the whole way actually in that regard so that's nice
top of descent. Very close now. Alright, top of descent now is happening. So, we're gonna go down to 6,000 for the approach into Chico. Should be just about right, I think. And starting down now. Auto brakes will set to three just to be safe. I don't think we'll need three, but again, just to be safe. And spoilers will arm in a bit. We'll probably need them to slow down anyway here soon. Uh, 101 miles to go. And currently 0.752 Mach, 284 knots. Not that knots are really relevant just yet. Um, a decent cloud layer kind of obscuring the view at the moment. Get down below that around Marysville or Yuba City, I'm sure. Descent rate's pretty good right now. 2,300 feet a minute. Actually, it has to be really good because we're we are needing down and pretty quickly now. There's the valley. kind of hard to see over the top end of the panel here the way it slopes up but I can clearly see the Bay Area and the Delta that's a nice view very nice view 
and heading for Sacramento at the moment. Gonna make a right turn north in just a bit here as we zoom out and descend over the Sacramento San Joaquin Valley Divider, really, which is kind of neat in and of itself. And just look at the valley and the way it stretches north to south. Very interesting geography up here. I like it a lot, I gotta say. Alright, there's our right turn over Sack. And now I can see Sack as I'm turning. And now just 82 miles to go. Descending through 26,000. And I think I'm going to employ level change at this point and take the speed down to 250 knots. Also, apply spoilers here as we pass through 2400. And airspeed's dumping off the way it should. Our descent rates died, but changing the vertical speed will take care of that. Down to 2200 feet a minute. Keep it going. And the green line is. Well before Chico, so that's good. Looking good. 250 knots descending through 24,000 now. And since we're at 250 now, spoilers are going up. Approaching the Sutter Buttes now in the Yuba City area, coming up immediately ahead of me. A little hard to make up the Buttes from this flight level, but I'm able to s distinguish them slightly in Yuba City, Marysville area, even within the default flight simulator stuff is um, discernible. And then of course I've got Lake Oroville up to my right. start zooming in to get an idea of what angle the runway will be at. I already kind of have that idea, but it's directing me direct to the waypoint, not to the runway, which is something I have to remember as I make my approach here. Especially in this plane, because the approach happens quite quickly, and approaching in a Cessna, that's one thing, but approaching in a jet, that's quite another. We have to be prepared for that.
Getting closer to the beads now. About 45 miles to go. Well, 62 according to the FMC here. I forget that what you see is actually quite a ways ahead of where you actually are. But descending over the buttes and it's a great view. I can't imagine how awesome this would be in FSX or X-Plane. Or with payware scenery for that matter. Something to think about. Sending now. Through transition. Local altimeter settings. Speed's gone back up to about 280, which is alright for the moment. I'll uh, bleed off the 30 knots in a bit here. But the 6,000 feet that I want is coming up. So I'm kind of keeping an eye on that and balancing those two things. See the Richvale Lake area now. And she'd go off in the far distance. Now kind of using visual cues to fill a bit of the details in with the approach and whatnot. How I'm going to do it. Always nice to be able to do that. Have a good enough knowledge of local geography that you can figure out, alright, I'm here. If I angle in this direction, I'll be able to line up with the runway and life will be great. Now almost still directly over the Setter Buttes. Wonderful landmark here in the Sacramento Valley. And descending through 14,800. Still descending 2,200 feet a minute. 285 knots. And I'm going to change my descent level here to 4,000. And I'm going to have that be my Final approach height effectively. Set it four thousand, green line adjust, tap bit, and now we start to see some perspective as we get closer to the ground here. Descending through 12,200. And now, now we need speed brakes. And even cut back on the descent rate. 800 feet a minute for the moment. Trying to slow us down. 
down to 1,200 feet a minute. Descending through 10,000 now. And 250 knots on the button as we're descending through 10,500. Dumping the speed now to 220. Going 1800 feet a minute. And speeds drop some more. Spoiler's still down. 242 now, descending 9700. And 240. And at this point, I'm going to strategically use my gear to get some drag so gear down and gear down locked three green and speed is appropriately dumping off And going down now to 180. 30 miles to go. And here come the flaps. Flaps 1. And LNAV is disengaged as I'm turning. Line myself with the field here. Or get ready to anyway. Flaps two. And cutting off on the descent right now. Keeping an eye on my left hand side so I can align with the runway here in just a bit. And cutting it down to 160 now. Approach speed is 142, flaps 30. 
and descending through 4,900 and actually going to go down all the way to 2,000 now I know it's low but it'll work and going up on the descent rate 1,200 feet a minute One miles now. Making final adjustments here just before I turn final. the autopilot and making a turn for final now 
And auto throttle is coming off too. Getting ourselves set up here. But we have the outlined um, location, really, of the runway on the nav screen, so that helps a lot. with the runway. Not very good visual with the runway, but nonetheless visual with the runway. Level about 1600 and just messing with the glide scope here, here a bit. Not much. Keeping in mind that this is a shorter runway, not a short runway, but shorter. There's not exactly a lot of room for error or for float. So I'm trying to keep that in mind as I approach the runway here.
And coming up on it here. Five hundred. Four hundred. Three hundred. On the ground. And not exactly the rate at which I wanted to stop, but we got it. Golf. I was hoping for one before that, but that's alright. did my classic floating over the runway bit so but now taxi in and do the next leg and this will essentially wrap up um, episode 6 of FS right along hope you enjoyed it and um, episode 7 here to come in just a few minutes. Only on Knickknack Radio. Alright. At the terminal. And. APU is coming on. And with that, engine one. Engine 2, shut down.